the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Registered Investment Advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Cetera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is associated with Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yes, indeed. Here we go once again. The Larry Rosenthal Show is on the air, and here he is in studio with us. Larry Rosenthal, but you weren't here last week in studio. You were. I was not, Chris. You were I elsewhere. Yes, we had a uh, remote location we did the show from last week. We were at uh, Victory Chapel in Maryland. We had a great time. We did a we we went out and did a uh, Bible based money management class, and we did the show from their sanctuary in their church. It was a lot of fun. Had a lot of people participating and asking questions. It was a great great time. You know, we look forward to to doing that again with them or or anyone else. You know, we're. Uh, you know, we used to do this a lot before COVID hit, where we would go and, and take the show out to a church and use it as an outreach for the day for people and, and uh, you know, just all kinds of fun stuff and doing uh, educational uh, financial planning there. You know, the, the idea there is, you know, we're... We're in the Lord's economy, right? And we have to take the blessings he gives us and put it into man's tools, you know, mutual funds, retirement plans, things like that. So how does it all work? So that's what we covered. It was a lot of fun. Last yeah, week. if you want to catch some of that uh, program, it's available for you on the website now. So It is. You can go check it out at LarryRosenthal.tv or go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on radio shows and the, and the uh, past ones. It'll pop right up there. So good. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Making Money Sense. Again, I'm Larry Rosenthal with Chris McKay and Bob Jones in the back answering questions. Today, it's Open Mic Saturday, so give us a call with anything on your mind today, 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123, or 855-767-3123. Well, where are we right now? Where are we right now? Chairman Jerome Powell, where are we right now? What is going on, right? We are sitting in a very tight spot right now. You take a look at this. Some news has come out here. Uh, Funstrat uh, came out the other day and said, hey, listen, you know, it looks like inflation is going to continue to drop as a result of the anticipation of wages dropping. 
Well, what do you mean by that? Well, we are starting to see people making over $200,000 filing for unemployment at a record pace right now. That means wages are going to start to soften, which is a precursor to more inflation pressures coming down. Yet at the same time, on the other side of the street, we see numbers that are going up inflation, that are, that are pushing things higher to, to inflation. You know, Some of the closely watched figures that, that the Fed watches is, is uh, uh, you know, expenditure price index, uh, personal consumption expenditures, excuse me, that came in the other day one-tenth hotter than what they anticipated, you know. And so unemployment cost index rose by 1.2 in the first quarter versus 1%. So we're getting, again, mixed data on all of this, mixed data between where the, the inflation pressures are continuing to come down and where inflation pressures are showing strength and resiliency in the economy. So where does this put us next week with the Fed meeting? The Fed's going to meet on the second and third next week, and they will make their interest rate announcement at 2 p.m. Uh, this coming Wednesday. You know, And, and is the Fed going to raise a quarter point? Are they going to be one and done here? You know, with the anticipation of inflation continuing to come down, has the Fed gone far enough or have they not gone far enough? The only way to find that answer out is for them to stop and pause for a few months and then see where we really are when it comes to the inflation battle. So, you know, the more important issue this week is not necessarily if the Fed raises a quarter point or not. The more important issue is the language around that rate hike. If Jerome Powell comes out and says, you know, we're going to raise by a quarter point today, and we still feel there's more work to be done, if he goes down that road, the narrative of there's still more work to be done, we're not done battling inflation, the markets aren't going to, are not going to digest that well. On the other side, if he comes out and he says, hey, we're going to pause today, meaning this week in May, right, next week in May, or we're going to do one and then done and be paused and, and take a pause and wait and see where we are because we feel we've gone far enough to check to see if we've gone far enough, right, then the markets could roll right up through this ceiling on the S&P of 4180, and we could see some market action being celebrated here. So we are in a very, very interesting week this week in the markets coming up. Everything is going to be dependent, not necessarily on whether or not the Fed pauses or raises. But here's the deal again. If they raise a quarter point, what does he say about it? Is there still more work to be done? Or we believe we're going to pause next time to find out where we are and check ourselves, right, and check ourselves. So going to be very interesting. We've got a lot of earnings coming out next week and a lot of big reports coming out next week as well. We've got construction spending, factory orders, durable goods, the Fed decision, Apple, Dropbox, Coinbase, Block, all big tech companies, uh, you know, or, or a handful of more tech companies reporting as well as Shake Shack and MetLife and Qualcomm and Kraft Heinz and a lot of big earnings coming out next week, which, by the way, the reason why people buy stock to begin with is the anticipation, Chris, of future corporate earnings. And we've seen earnings coming in surprisingly stronger so far the first quarter of 2023, as they're being reported right now. So you've got mixed data. You've got the Fed raising from zero to now five, maybe five and a quarter on the range. 
Have we gone far enough? We'll find out. That's what this is going to be all about next week is the Fed narrative around their rate decision coming up this coming Wednesday. That's going to be a big deal. So we are there. We have arrived. Now we just need to unwrap the the uh, conversation and see exactly what's going to happen. The market should uh, should definitely trade on this news this week, this coming Wednesday, with it, without a doubt in my mind. It, the markets will trade either up or down on it all. So, <laughs> really? Divers- either up yeah. or down? Either up or down. That's right, Chris. So stay <laughs> diversified. Don't make any crazy changes right now. All right. Uh, but you know what? If it's not this month, then it's going to be next month. Okay, and if it's not next month, it's going to be the following month. We are almost just about there. Okay, so so we're looking for that clarity of direction, and earnings just keep piling in, which is good news uh, for the overall economy. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Any questions at all on estate planning, taxes, the Fed, interest rates, bond prices, your 401K, the government TSP, whatever's on your mind today, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to the cdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org down August 26th on your calendar. Larry Rosenthal will once again repel 14 stories down the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center. He will go over the edge with Holistic Haitian Alliance, formerly known as Helping Haitian Angels. To learn how you can help, go to helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, live here in studio, taking your phone calls here today. Larry. 
We had this. We had a webinar this past week on the financial planning blind spots inside of somebody's uh, overall financial plan. Uh, very well attended. It was a great time. We we had two sessions this past Thursday from noon to one and six to seven p.m. Eastern again, and lots of live questions during the webinar. It was just a lot of fun. And you know, it, it's financial blind spots. And the premise of the show of the, of the webinar was basically is we've identified over the years 130 different points inside of a financial plan. And most people cover 64 of them. And so I wanted to bring in here, I wanted to bring in today some of the blind spots that uh, we discussed. You know, the perception versus reality. Where do you think you're going to derive most of your retirement income from? You know, uh, your own savings and investments, part-time work, Social Security, other personal savings and investments versus employers' plans. Where do you think it's going to come from? You'll be surprised. Uh, we'll pick this back up after we, we, we pick up uh, Cindy on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Cindy. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, I live on Social Security. And um, this last year, they gave us quite an increase, or at least a high enough increase that now makes our Social Security taxable, which makes a portion of our Social Security taxable now. I don't know to the extent yet. Um, and I'm wondering if the taxes are going, if they're going to adjust the minimum tax so that Social Security alone can basically remain untaxable. So, Cindy, what, yeah, what you're dealing with is two different sets of, actually, three different issues here, all filing down on your own tax return. The first issue is you got about an 8% raise in Social Security. So, there, so on one column of the page, there are income tax brackets, okay? You've got the, the 12%, the 22 so forth and so on. But overlaying on top of that, you also have a taxation separately – or in addition to, I should say, separately, regarding Social Security taxable income. If you're single and, you're a, and your income is, I forget the exact number, I think it's above 32000 or something like that, which includes your adjusted gross income plus one-half of your Social Security plus tax-exempt interest, municipal bonds, and things of that nature. There's a whole stack of things you add up. Then depending on if you're single or married filing jointly, where, where your overall income falls in, then you may be subject to 50% of your Social Security check being taxed or as much as 85% of your Social Security check being taxed. So by you getting a raise in Social Security last year, and now you're telling me you're subject to taxation on your Social Security, it's not necessarily because you they changed any rules. You just you just got your income high enough to hit that next rung of taxation when they say you're making too much, you're gonna have to pay some more back. That's all. So there was no change. So to go to your question of are they going to change something to expand the tax brackets so that you don't have to pay taxes on your Social Security anymore, um, the expansion or contraction or the widening of individual tax brackets or married filing jointly has nothing to do with it. It all has to do with the extra tax when they say if your income's over a certain amount, you're subject to taxation on your Social Security if you're drawing. 
Um, I don't see that changing. I haven't heard anything about that changing. The good news here, let me tell you about the good news, though. You received an 8% increase on your Social Security, right? So as tax, I'm sorry, as inflation starts to go back down again and the price of eggs start to drop, your Social Security is not going to drop with it. So once we get through this bout of inflation and prices at the gas pump and at the grocery store and the utility bills start to float down a little bit, you're going to actually obtain more purchasing power. Now, in your case, you, you, you got elevated to a level of income where they're starting to tax your Social Security, so that can become an issue for you for purchasing power. But I haven't heard anything about that, but there are some ways if – if, and what I need to do is take a look at your tax return because perhaps you're getting some dividends or some interest that's adding to that formula to move you into that tax zone of Social Security. And perhaps we could look to retool some investments so you don't have so much extra interest and things like that that are exposed in that particular formula. Not saying cut it out, but just re rebalance them into different types of investment vehicles. So in order for me to really answer your question, I'd need to take a look at your, your first couple of pages on your tax return. Then I can tell you if there's things we can do to minimize the tax exposure on your Social Security. That's the answer. Okay. Well, okay. I appreciate that very much. However, my only income is Social Security. I don't have any investments or dividends or anything. Okay, then then there's, you know, hmm. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, it's been a boost, which has been wonderful, but it nets less money annually. I, I understand it. You are exactly. right in that. You are right in that zone. Do you do your own taxes? I do not. I do not. I do have a lady that does my taxes for me, and we're working on it right now. Um, but yeah, so there could even be a way that you know. Do you make charitable contributions, or you probably don't itemize? Do you? Um, I haven't itemized, but I do make charitable contributions. They're not a great amount. They're usually less than five hundred a year. I understand. That would be the best way to take a look at it. I would still want to take a look at at maybe some cash flow management for you. Let me let me let me put you on hold, and I'll have Bob send you out our our financial planning toolkit. Okay. I well, want to get a. Thank you. Yep, I'll, I'll have somebody take a good look at it for you and and reach back out to you. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information. I appreciate the phone call, Cindy. You listen to Making Money Sense. Dial us up today. It's open mic Saturday. Give us a call at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Let's bring Brian on from Florida. Good morning, Brian. How are you today? I am well, thank you. Good morning. Thanks good morning. For my call. Sure. How can I help you? Um. I'm trying to find out about a charitable trust, the ins and, ins and out of a charitable trust. We, we have a, um, a fairly substantial position in Microsoft, and we want, we want to get out of the – there's a lot of gain, and as you can imagine, the stock price doing what it's doing. But uh, we've owned it for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, and I'd like to fund a charitable trust and find out if that's a good thing to do. Sure, Brian. I mean, I, I do this a lot with clients, and there's a handful of different charitable-type trusts. The most popular one to, to receive appreciated stock is a donor-advised fund or a DAF, D-A-F, donor-advised fund. 
And the idea here okay. is is you're going to get a double uh, uh, tax savings on, on some of this. You're going to get the tax deduction and not have to pay the gain either. So so let's suppose, okay. and I'll just do simple math, you put a quarter million dollars into the stock, and now it's worth seven let's just say. So you've got that $500,000 gain, right? So yes. if you wanted to donate the entire seven you'd get the deduction appropriate up to the level there with the rules on the seven fifty. So you'd get one plus five more years if it exceeds your adjusted gross income of 60%. Uh, that's another story in the weeds. But then you would not you would also not have to pay the capital gain tax on all of this. You don't have to donate all okay. of it in this example, you donate a portion of it. When you put it into a donor advised fund, and here's the beauty of this, when you put it into the donor advised fund, okay, you you have you get the tax deduction this current calendar tax year, but you don't have to distribute it. And you can distribute it to multiple places. In other words, you say, hey, I want to capture the tax deduction this year. And maybe you want to put 20% of it to your church this year. You can still keep the rest of it in there growing in Microsoft stock or whatever stock you, you, you mentioned there. Okay, You can still continue okay. to keep it growing in the donor-advised fund. So over time, your giving fund can actually grow with that stock over time. So it's it's really a That's beautiful awesome. thing the way a donor advised fund works the way it's set up and so be thinking about it this way and you're well you're the way you're thinking about it is correctly a lot of people will sell and then give okay mm-hmm. and now they've got no, a we bunch got too of many, too much gain exactly so what you're doing is you're reversing it you're giving then you're selling which is perfect okay so so um that that's the best way to is go that, about doing it. Is that something you do set up yes. a charitable trust? And do you have to have an estate plan to do that, or can you just do a separate charitable? No, trust? not at all. You can just set up a donor advised fund. It's it's pretty much no okay. cost to do it. It's very very easy to do. Um, it's it takes about ten minutes, fifteen minutes to do it. Okay. They they and do you can all. Distribute the funds as you can distribute it funds as as income. If you wanted to, like if you put extra in there that over the giving. So okay. distribute the, the funds to yourself as income? No. To it's our, got to go to a charity. Okay. Yeah, it's got to go to okay. a charity. Now, do you want income coming back to you? Is that, if that was possible. I'd like to do the one, the DAF, but I'd also like, because I'm talking 8,000 shares. There's a lot of, it's a okay. lot of money. So um, I yep. would like to. Yeah, so and you can set up plan it, too. It, in addition to the donor advised fund, you can also set up a charitable remainder trust or a pooled income fund. You'll okay. put the you'll put the appreciated shares of stock in there, and the charitable remainder trust or the pooled income fund will then you'll name the charity, but you can receive an income off of that donation to sort of replace right. the wealth you've given it, you, you've given away. Okay. For a period so of you, years or life, that, as you move it into that account, it doesn't um, trigger a, a tax consequence. No, when you put money into a charitable remainder trust or a pooled income fund, you're getting a donation. Uh-huh. It's not quite as lucrative a donation as a donor advised fund, 
because you're going to receive an income back from either the charitable remainder trust or the pooled income fund. The donor advised fund won't give you an income back. Okay. So, so typically what I do with the the goal is that that's after we're gone, that that, that goes to the right, you know, some of it's to church, some of it's to to different organizations, St. Jude's, stuff like that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And you can, so what we would do is we would sit down, Brian, and take a look at what I call gift economics. Okay. Gift economics. That's what we need to do. If you want to. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there with what you just said. <laughs> so yes, there is absolutely. I listen to you all the time, man, and you're like a wealth of information, and it's just it's right there at the tip of your tongue and right on your front of your brain. So it's like I need to talk to somebody like yourself. Well, I appreciate that. Listen, here's what I'll do. I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and then he'll set us up okay. with a phone call or something next week or so or whenever it is. And great. I can go over all the charitable avenues with you and really drill down into, you know, there's several choices here, but we really need to take a look at what you want to do with your, your end uh, beneficiary, the church, you know, other organizations. Yeah. And income back, yes or no, that type of stuff. So, listen, I appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold. Bob will get your information, and we'll uh, set up a phone call, though. Yep, you have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're talking about, I was just talking about the difference between the perception of where your income is going to come from in retirement versus the reality where it comes from in retirement. And most people surveyed here said that it came out to being about 54% of the people said the majority of my income is going to come from my employer's savings and retirement programs. Whereas the reality is 20% of people's household incomes come from people's retirement plans at work. The perception was that 33% of income would come from Social Security, but the reality is 62% get the majority of their income from Social Security. That is a huge change. That is a huge difference between reality and perception. Now, this is nationwide surveys, okay, so we do, I, you know, I've recognized that some people have a little money saved up in their retirement plans and they get more from Social Security. And some people have a lot more saved up in retirement plans and they get less from Social Security. But overall, that's the way it plays out. That's the way it plays out. And when you tie this in with, our, with one of our callers earlier this morning, I think her name was Cindy, she's talking about, hey, my income went up and now I have to pay tax on more of my Social Security, Right. So, so how do we realize the difference here when we're thinking about the perception down the road in, in retirement plans or, excuse me, in retirement income distribution? How do, we, how do we draw the line? How do we figure out where we're at? And the only way to do that, and this is one of the things we talked about in our webinar, is basically have a constructive cash flow retirement plan. That's it. Okay, draw a line in the sand and say, hey, if I'm doing what I'm doing now, down the road and through my 30-some years, Lord willing, in retirement, where am I going to be? What does it look like? You know, what is it going to look like at that particular point? 
uh, and draw the plan out. That's the best way to do it, you know. So, so we had a lot of discussions on financial blind spots, and this was one of them. People are shocked when they sit down and they go, you know, hey, I, I didn't realize I was doing this, that, and the other. And on the flip side of that, I get a lot of comments from clients who, who are doing fine in retirement, but they're amazed at actually how much Social Security they are actually getting, okay? Uh, you know, it, 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 it does go a long way in a lot of cases, but at the same time, you know, don't neglect saving throughout your years. Without a doubt, that becomes a blind spot. We're going to talk more about financial blind spots. We're going to take a quick break here. It's the bottom of the hour. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Tomorrow has two events coming up, and you are invited. On Thursday, May 11th, join Youth for Tomorrow at the Ritz-Carlton in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, for the 34th Annual Burgundy and Gold and YFT Hall of Fame induction ceremony. This is the year's premier charitable fundraiser for Youth for Tomorrow, and it will feature former Washington football coach and Youth for Tomorrow founder Joe Gibbs and NFL Hall of Fame members Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long. There will be awards presentations by the Quarterback Club of Washington, and you'll have a chance to support Youth for tomorrow during its exciting live auction also sponsorship opportunities remain available for the 26th annual youth for tomorrow golf classic on tuesday june 7th at the westfields golf club in clifton virginia for more information on either event go to youthfortomorrow.org that's youthfortomorrow.org calendar. Larry Rosenthal will once again repel 14 stories down the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center. He will go over the edge with Holistic Haitian Alliance, formerly known as Helping Haitian Angels. To learn how you can help, go to helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. <laughs> You're going to do that, are you, Larry? I'm doing it again, Chris. Oh, yep, I'm is. doing it again. Woo. Yep. It's kind of neat when you were on that uh that live uh, broadcast this last week at uh, the uh, the church, you challenged the pastors to jump off there with you. Yep, they they're doing it as well. It. Yep, awesome? Wanda's doing it as well. That's yeah, awesome. it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's it's a fantastic fundraiser and a lot of fun. You know what happens after I repel down the building? 
I walk right across the promenade to Shake Shack. <laughs> there you go. And I treat myself to a cheeseburger. There you go. Yep. And you're shaking exactly just a little bit, right? Right, right. There you go. <laughs> Fun stuff. Because Fun stuff. For sure, for sure. Hey, you know, you know, speaking of, of that church uh, uh, broadcast last week, you know, Chris, we were uh, – the, the idea there and what we demonstrated in the, in the class material afterwards was the difference between man's economy and God's economy. And, you know, we sit here all week, you know, week in and week out on, on this show and, and other things that we do. And we talk about how to manage money, how to do it, how, you know, where, where, to, where to put the resources, how to do it in, in man's tools and things like that. And in Ecclesiastes 5.10, Solomon says, whoever loves money never has enough money. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This, too, is meaningless. You can't keep chasing it, right? You know, just you, you, we have to understand our role as stewards. You know, that's what it is. Our role is to be uh, in a steward, uh, stewardship position with these assets, uh, with, with even – and you take that further – then, then a lot of people think it's just giving, giving of money, giving of time. But you know what? It's also giving into relationships, pouring into the relationships with, with family, coworkers, friends. You know mm-hmm. uh, 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 about the Lord. You know, so Amen. so keep that in mind about stewardship, giving principles. Let's bring Daniel on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Daniel. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing fine. How can I help you, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, my question was, I work for the Fairfax County uh, in Virginia, and um, I have, I'm going to be uh, retiring December 12th, and I can retire. But the county has a program that's called the DROP program, yep. and that's basically, I guess, where they, if you join the program, um, they take your retirement money and they put it into an account, and then after the three years uh, that you work, then you have to leave it, you know, the county, but that money... Uh, accumulates, I guess they say, somewhere from 100 to 20, depending on your salary, your last three years of your salary. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was just wondering, like, what would be the best option to do, like, to to save that money or to roll it over into something where I won't get taxed as much? Yeah, after after you're done with that three-year period, then you roll over the drop to an IRA. An IRA. Yep, yep, definitely. It's a tax-free rollover to the IRA. Definitely do the drop. Like a- it's right, a good right, right. program. Yeah, it's a very good program. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's basically. And then I also have a uh, how do you call it a Tivo Price account, savings okay. account with Tivo Price. Uh huh. Um, so, would it be wise to also invest that money, take that money out from Tivo Price, and then put it in the IRA as well, or maybe invest it in something else? Well, Daniel, it, it might be wise to keep it right where it is. I don't know what it is. And so this is this is the answer to your question, okay? I'm not going to give you one. How's that sound? <laughs> because okay, I don't okay, know. Okay. Yep. So so but now here's the real answer to the question is what we have to do is find out what your needs are. You know, right. if you're going to do drop, then 3 years you're going to retire, you're going to have a, a bigger pile of money. You've got this money at at this other fund company sitting on the side. We need to make sure that everything's pulling in the same direction towards your income needs when you retire. So right. when you say, I've got this money over here, what should I do with it? We first have to see what is it invested in, and does that investment objective of that mutual fund or whatever it's in, 
is it is it aligning with your goals, with your time horizon and your risk level? That's what we have to check out first. Then we could take a look in what's inside the drop. How how do we analyze? How do we, you know, talk about using those investments? So basically, we you know, you're a few years out. I would say let's let's build you out a financial cash flow plan and do an investment analysis on everything, and that's really going to determine where you should or shouldn't be investing and whether you should or should not move those dollars. Okay. Um, that's really the answer to your question, okay? But you have opportunity and you have time. And so let's sit down and build out a game plan to accomplish that. Does that make sense? That was good. Yes, sir. Yep, Thank you. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to put you on hold, Daniel, if you like, and I'll have Bob get your contact info, and we'll have someone reach out to you and start you on that process, okay? Sounds good. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. Let's bring Stephen on the line from North Carolina. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And you? Good, good. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, look at my question. I'm, I'm, well, I got some 401ks out and about, and they're just sitting there, uh, I don't know what to do with them. I'm, I'm, I'm getting what I don't got to retirement age. Really, I'm about to turn. I'll be turning 69 this year, uh, and I want to know what to do with them. Uh, my wife and I about, you know, leaving some things and setting some things up for my daughters and, and their families, I guess. So I just need to know what to do with. Maybe some things I need to get it organized. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with them. Sure, that's not that's that, that's what it sounds like. We we need to first let's take an inventory of what you have, and what the investment okay. designs are that you have, and then align that okay. with your goals and objectives. Who do you want to leave this to? Who do you want to leave that to? What's the purpose right. of this investment? Is it still working in the way that I need it to work for my objectives? What's the risk okay. level of these? What's the tax scenario? What's the income deliverability of these investments? All those things just really need to be sit down and sort of combed through to see if you need to keep these or retool them. That's, that's what it is. We, we need to just do an overall evaluation of what you have and see if it's aligned with your goals. Very, very easy. Um, you know, so, so you said you have money in different places, old employers and different, different accounts. You know, you want to make sure also behind the scenes that they're working together toward those objectives. So there could be a chance that you move everything into uh, one or two uh, accounts to streamline things. You know, I'm not sure. I don't know what we're dealing with. But, but that's what I would say, Stephen, is, is let's get it organized and take a look at it, make assessments on what you have whether or not they're pulling in the direction that you need them to go. And then also do a beneficiary re review on everything, too. It sounds like to me you may not have looked at your beneficiary forms and you want to make sure that things are aligned properly in case something happens to you and maybe you and your wife, right, that they go to where you exactly. want them to go. Yes, definitely. Exactly. So. I, had, I had an Army buddy of mine that, that passed some years ago, and he thought that he had, well, his wife thought he had his stuff before at the bank, and the bank said her name went on it. So he, she just went through a lot of change, and I said, nah, I got to get my stuff in order. I can't, I don't want my wife or my family to be left like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so I, I definitely know what yeah, you mean. So. Yep. 
without so a doubt. Is there, is there anything that you can get me uh, to show me or either to look at some things and see where I need to organize some things and put some things down, what I got and where I need to go from here? I don't know. I'm yes, questions. yes we, know. <laughs> we, we have that, Stephen. It's called our Financial Planning Toolkit. And the way it works is I'll put place you on a quick hold, and Bob will pick up and get your information, and we'll send it out to you and get that ball rolling for you, okay? You are so kind. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. I'll place you on hold. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Don't forget to check us out at LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. Subscribe to that button and hit that little ding-ding bell so that you get <laughs> ding, ding, ding bell, right, so that you get notifications <laughs> when we're when we're – uh, posting things, yeah. and in the meantime, let's go ahead and bring Debbie on from Maryland. Good morning, Debbie. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Good. Listen, I have a couple different um, questions. I have called him before a long time ago, and I didn't follow up. But so, anyways, I own a condo. Um, I am collecting um, Social Security disability, but I work. And I got it a couple years ago, and I work and. Um, I do have some bills, not I mean not a lot, but um and I have my my only child passed away um two years ago and she left three small children and I tell you that because um I they all lived with me and now they don't. They live in Delaware and I'm really wanting to um relocate, but I'm afraid to sell my condo, and everybody says I could rent it for so much, which I know I could, um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do, and also with these bills, I don't know, should I, um, I do have a line of credit, because I had to unfortunately take a line of credit out, because I had a um, take my um, grandson's dad to court, so I had to um, do that. So I don't, I'm trying to think if I should pay off some of my bills and not have them. I know the interest rate is so high, especially for this line of credit. It keeps going, as you know, it keeps going up. But then I would have some money to start paying down the line of credit, and um, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. And then with Social Security, I mean, I could. You know, they only until you're, um, until your um, age, your your retirement age, they only make, let you make so much. I'm not sure what happens if you go over, really, but I still have like a a year to go until yeah, I let reach me, my let, let me just jump in for a second and just tell you, I'm really sorry to hear about your your daughter and your grandkids and the move and things like that. And you you've talked a lot about. You know, you've got a line of credit, you have debt, you don't know if you should sell your condo, you're not sure about your Social Security and your earnings and things of that nature. We really need to sit down and just basically do an overall financial plan, okay? We need to take a look at if you if you do relocate to Delaware, what's the cost, what's the setup up there, what's the your income and your expenses going to be. Um, you know, all, all different things. We can cover all those types of things in, you know, in a, in a meeting session. And that's what I would suggest is to sit down with an advisor and, and go through a financial plan. Okay, because the thing is, um, 
as you know, the property taxes in Montgomery kind of keep going up. So that means my mortgage keeps going up. And yep. I don't know, that's crazy. But I do have a, I will tell you that I have um, a financial planner that I never hear from. So I don't know. He's not, you know, I haven't been advised. But I do have a, I think it's a long-term annuity. I don't know. I know I only get interest once a year, but I don't know if it should be in that. I was in an, in an IRA, and now it's switched, so I don't know. I, I, well, here's, I don't here's know. what I want to do for you, Debbie, okay? You know, when we work with clients, we meet a few times a year with them. I'm going to place you on a quick hold. I'll have Bob uh, pick up and get your information. And then we'll have someone give you a call next week and sort of get all this information from you and help you start looking at this financially. You've got a lot of emotional decisions and financial decisions all kind of wrapped up into these questions, right? And so we want to, we want to, we want to, I, we can clarify for you the financial end of things and put you in a position of, of seeing things a little bit better numbers wise so that you can make better decisions for your, yourself and your family going forward. Okay. So, okay. so I'm going to go ahead and place you on hold and then Bob will pick up for you and uh, we'll, we'll have someone reach out to you next week. Is that okay? Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring. 855-ROSE-123. Visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletters. Uh, and then follow us on Facebook and, and at LarryRosenthal.tv. You can subscribe there and you can see how we broadcast the show uh, each week, live, Saturday mornings, and even in our re remote locations from time to time. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll keep the phone line. Talking about financial blind spots today, and it is open mic Saturday, so any questions at all, dial us up, 855-ROSE-123. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. August 26th on your calendar, Larry Rosenthal will once again repel 14 stories down the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center. He will go over the edge with Holistic Haitian Alliance, formerly known as Helping Haitian Angels. To learn how you can help, go to helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. I can't get enough of that, Larry. I just, I just love hearing you about just jumping off the edge there. That's. <laughs> 
going to be some fun stuff to watch. Uh, Chris, we got a little surprise for you this year. Well, what's that? You're doing it too. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. Yep. We're bringing you in, man. You're doing it too. Jumping off the edge. Jumping I think you should do You know, nobody's jumping off the edge, by the way. We're repelling, okay? Let's just get this straight, all right? Bouncing on the side of the building, I guess. Yeah, maybe. yeah, you know. I have a friend of mine who parachutes into big sporting events, okay? Okay, that's And I'm going to repel off of a building. He's laughing at me, yeah. all right? <laughs> but it is a great cause, absolutely. It, it is a great cause. He really and, does that. I just bound, he just parachutes into the events. That's awesome. Yep, yep. He's going to be parachuting into a couple events here. You've got some cool soon. friends. Yeah, including you, right? Look at you, right? There you go. So it is fun. But I, I don't know, Bob. I think we should try and uh, talk Chris into it, you know? Maybe we'll get some callers that call in here and try to prod oh you goodness. to doing this. I think it would be kind of interesting, you know? Um, let's see, don't we have somebody on just, hold here? You know, we, we, we do have somebody on hold, yes, but I'm trying to see what you're going to do with it. Oh, and there's another caller. Maybe they're calling in to project, Chris. I think they're calling in to say, you don't, yep, don't we're getting do the, the, the phone tree's lighting up now. So here we go. So let's see. Let's, t let's, uh, let's bring Lynn on from the DC, from DC. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Hi, good morning. Um, so my question is, um, I, trying to understand how Social Security is calculated. Um, I'm not at, of age to retire yet, but I just want to understand the implication of retiring early. And um, is it, if you've already worked 35 years, um, how does that affect you if you, want to, if you want to retire early? And is the calculation really the last um, few years before retirement? Does it have a huge impact or, um, in general, how does the money get calculated compared to what you're making right now? So the, the, the calculation is the last 35 years, not the last three, okay? Um, and the way, if, if you're based off of your the year you were born, your retirement age is either, your full retirement age is either 65, 66, 67, or something like that. 66 in five months, 66 in seven months, so forth and so on. So let's assume your retirement, full retirement age is age 67, okay? And you decide to retire at 62. You're perfectly eligible to do that. You're just going to get less money at age 62 versus waiting to age 67 to, to, to retire. However, between age 62, your early retirement date, and your normal full retirement date of 67, if you earn money, if you get a job and you earn in excess of it's a little over $19,000 this year, then you have to start paying back your Social Security, okay? So the best way to find out exactly what your calculation is is to go to ssa.gov, open up an account, it's free, and then they'll give you your Social Security numbers. And you can see the exact dollar right down to the cent each month at age 62, 63, 64, so forth and so on in all of them. That's where you find it, Lynn, is at ssa.gov, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yep. And if you want, I can send you out some information on all the do's and don'ts and the whole kit thing on Social Security. 
and there's a big timing issue on when you take it. So I'll be happy to uh, place you on hold if you like, and, and Bob will send that out to you next week. So appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Let's go ahead and welcome Jan on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Jan. How are you today? Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Good. I got several questions. One is I have three properties, and two of them are residential. One is commercial. I still have notes on all three properties. My question is two questions. One would be how could I look at adding more to the principal interest to try to get those paid off sooner and quicker? And then if I have those properties and I wanted to put them into what I already have, it's like a living trust, how would you go about doing that? How many properties do you have, Jan? Three. Three? So let's start with the understanding that I assume anyway that you want to have these properties paid for so that you can have free cash flow coming in, correct? Exactly. Okay. So one thing I've done with clients over the years with both residential, commercial, doesn't matter, combinations of both, is to take a look at the real estate portfolio. And when there's multiple properties, let's assume that that property A is giving you $1,000 a month, property B is giving you $1,000 a month, and property C is giving you $1,000 a month in cash flow. After mortgage, expenses, taxes, fees, the whole nine yards is paid, you're getting $1,000 a month from each property. But what would happen if you sold property A, if there's enough equity in it, to pay off property B and C? And now property B and C are giving you $4,000 a month each because they're paid for now. That's the first question we have to take a look at, right? Because if you have the ability to, to sell one of the properties and clean up the debt on the other properties to jack your cash flow way, way up, versus the time it takes to pay off of all three properties over time. That's the first and that's the first math question first math equation to answering your question. I don't know what the numbers are, but that's how you go about attacking the answer to that question. The second part of it is if you choose to keep all properties and you want to pay them down earlier, then you just got to put, start putting more money. You've got to harvest money from somewhere to put more money toward principal each and every month. Okay, but I've I've seen people over the years. We've we've worked with people over the years with real estate portfolios that do this. They'll acquire a handful of properties, and then we'll say, let's pay this one off, or, or let's sell this one, take all the equity out, and pay off these other two or three. Now we've got free cash flow. So that's what we have to look at. And then how to put these into an LLC, it's just a it's just a title change, that's all. Okay, so maybe I heard the answer, I just didn't get it. But my question was, how do I know what, is there a certain percentage that I would look at putting toward each mortgage? Like, say, add 5-4% to mortgage A, mortgage B, mortgage C, to try to chip away at getting it paid off sooner. So the answer, yeah, the answer is yes, and and you're either going to do do the example that I that I just illustrated there by selling a property and paying off, taking the proceeds from that property and paying off the other two, if there's enough equity there to do so, or you're just going to have to start aligning more money uh, toward them, and so the math on that would be on the second part would be 
which property is going to give you the 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 ability to pay it off soonest and the most cash flow when it's paid for. So I really need to sit down and take a look at the properties to, to, to give you a definitive okay. answer on, on how to attack it. But it can be done. There's no doubt in my mind it can be done. So, Jan, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get some information from you, and we'll have someone reach out to you next week. We also have other callers on the line, but I've just got a few seconds left in the show here today, so I'm going to close out the show. I'll stay in studio and answer any questions that people have. If you want to give us a ring, we're also still live on YouTube at LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us there. So for Bob in the back today answering the phone calls, and Chris McKay, who is debating going over the edge with a. HHA and me this coming August. I think Congress Congress has already made a decision. Oh, there you go. Catch us next Saturday morning with another session of Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Until then, God bless and have a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.